Hello sports fans and welcome to another episode of Just Sports and on today's episode we're going to have for you NBA topics and the topic we're going to have in today's NBA discussion is we're going to do the Northwest Division, poke around there and talk a little bit about some of the teams and what's going on with those teams uh, in today's podcast. So uh, if you're just joining us or haven't joined us before, I just want to take a little moment here to say that this is Just Sports Podcast, and I am your host, John Cawthon, and thank you for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, feel free to go on my Facebook page, Just Sports with John. Let me know of any comments and things that you may have. And just a quick introduction, uh, if you're new to us, the Just Sports Podcast, we try to focus a little bit towards uh, medium, smaller market teams, talk about things that that uh, relate to them, issues, articles that we see come up, and uh, just what's going on with those teams. We do on occasion, we'll talk about bigger market teams, but uh, not as a focus. So if you're listening to this first time, hopefully you'll enjoy that. And with that, let me get right to our NBA topic. So the first team I'm going to start with is the Utah Jazz. And they are a team that does not have a superstar whatsoever. Um, their starting five basically is John Collins, uh, Markinen, Simone Fonticcio, uh, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton. And it's a decent lineup. Uh, it's definitely not anything where a lot of people are outside of NBA fans probably aren't going to recognize a lot of those names. Uh, Laurie Markinen, maybe from his time with the Bulls, John Collins with the Hawk and uh, the Hawks, excuse me. Uh, Colin Sexton with the Cavs, but they all are coming together pretty well lately. Uh, and this is pretty much a team that's been seen as a rebuild for the most part. And uh, they've won five straight. So they're on a roll and they're winning five straight. I believe they are in ninth place right now in the Western Conference. So that's really good from where they were. I know they were like third from the bottom at one point starting this season. So they've come a long ways and uh, they're giving Jazz fans some hopes right now. I definitely think this five-game winning streak is not going to last uh, just based on their roster. But, again, this this is a team that needs to play more just like a team, you know, and they they need to uh, function all as one to have any shot with doing anything. Uh, I think they do have a shot to be in that eighth or ninth spot, but I don't see them getting much higher than that unless it's just for a little period of time or something. But, uh, you know, again, they have some decent players, John Collins, Laurie Markinen, Fonticio, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olenek, uh, Walker Kessler. So they have some guys. Um, I think they definitely need a superstar. They definitely need a star. We'll see if that's in the future plans. I don't expect them to do a big trade for anybody. Um, but they don't need to, to worry about having like a closer or, again, having that star right now. Just keep working as a team. Uh, keep getting better that way. Keep learning how each other plays. And they're going to have growing pains. I mean, it's fairly young roster. Uh, you know, they got some veterans that have been backups, have been starters, have been backups, have been starters. So, you know, this this isn't a team where you where you look at kind of like uh, a team we're going to get to here in a minute. And they're not like a team like, the, you know, Bucks or something like that, where you have like three bona fide stars and a start superstar and stuff like that. So uh, they're just going to have to work at it. I think the Jazz are trying to rebuild the right way, though. And, and hopefully for you Jazz fans in the future, they'll be able to keep that going. Uh, so exciting team right now. We'll see how far they get. Uh, like I said, they have some pretty good depth. We'll see if they're in the trade market for anybody. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually trade out and pick up picks, something like that. 
uh, to keep, you know, getting younger, but also just having contracts for down the road. Uh, but we'll see what they do. Um, now the next team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think are a team that has been building for a while. And it's, you know, if you're a Thunder fan, you're finally starting to see all these parts finally coming to fruition and starting to pay off. Um, it's been really fun to watch, especially with Chet Holmgren's, you know, Josh Giddy, um, and so egregious Alexander as well, too. Uh, and that leads me to talking about their foundation, which is a good foundation of who we just said, Holmgren, egregious Giddy, Jalen Williams. Uh, that's looking like a good solid core. Uh, they probably need, you know, to do, move something. They could either probably move Giddy or Dort um, and, you know, make something happen there, maybe with a superstar who needs to be, or a star that needs to be traded. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Thunder make any kind of move, if they want to keep their picks and players in house, maybe only make a smaller move. Uh, but if you're a fan right now, and even the team itself, I think you got to be careful here and not to fool yourself that this is your year that you're going to win it all. Uh, it's just a lot of things that point to this team where that's not going to happen. Um, they're a really young team. Their average age is 24.12, so basically 24 years old. Um, so I believe they're the second youngest team in the NBA outside of the Spurs. And there's no team ever that's been right around that age and has won it. The closest thing we've ever had was the 76, 77 Trailblazers, who had an average age of 24.19. And, yes, I know that's really close to the 24.12. But, again, that was 1976, 1977. And we haven't seen anybody do that. And it seems like the NBA gets younger and younger all the time. So it's extremely hard to do. I'd have to look back at that 76-77 Trailblazers roster to see if they did have some good veteran leadership and whatnot, too. Um, but that's something that's missing from this team. This roster only has three players age 29 or older. So there's not really an experience there. And when you look at the players who are older, I believe one is like Bertans um, and I think Kenrick Williams or something like that uh, is the other 29-year-old and uh, the, that are experienced ball players in NBA, and that's just not great. That's just not really great leadership there. So I think they're going to find this year that they're going to be tough. They're going to be, you know, or, or I'm sorry, they're going to be, uh, you know, really energetic and really pushing forward in a lot of these games and wearing people out. But at the same time, there's that experience factor that they just don't have yet. And I think they're going to get a lot of that in in – this year and probably even this year's playoffs, they might even get, they might even get all the way to the um, Western Conference Finals. But I think it's most likely they fall maybe one short of that. Um, we'll see. But it's very exciting. You know, your team has been at the bottom, at the bottom, and now they're they're ready to kick it into high gear and play. You know, hopefully play for a championship, but most likely just make a really good run in the playoffs and uh, see what they can do and build that confidence and build that experience up. This does raise an interesting question for the front office, though, is, is do they make a trade for a veteran player? Because if they make a trade for a veteran player, somebody, especially a veteran player that's a star and has had playoff experience, maybe then you could argue that they would be a possible championship team. That may mean you might have to trade somebody like Giddy or, or Gord uh, or door, excuse me, somebody like that, along with Bertons and a pick or something. But 
if you were to go out and get, say, somebody like Siakam, who very well might be available, you know, um, that might be a big deal. And so there's a part of me that wouldn't be too surprised if the Thunder decide to do that. It's just a matter of do they want to go ahead and go with those assets or keep building this thing by like their picks and or free agent moves, signing people. So it'll be it'll be really interesting if they do there. I wouldn't blame them either way they go. I think in some ways, if you could get somebody like Siakam and then do a three, four year deal, lock that in. I think you got something there. Uh, and I'm just targeting Siakam because he's he's kind of the main one I can think of right off the top of my uh, my head that would really be impactful. Somebody maybe like Gordon Haywood too, but they probably want a little bit of defense as well. Uh, you know, I, I would look at somebody like Jeremy Grant too, if possible, from the Trailblazers, maybe somebody like that. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what the Thunder do. I, I think they have a really good shot, and they may even have a better shot depending on what they do with the trades. On the opposite end of things, we have the – uh, Portland Trailblazers. Now, the Trailblazers, they kind of are already doing this, but they need to just go ahead and blow this thing up. Um, Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, a couple other, anybody kind of in the veteran role that, that you know, isn't going to be all that helpful in terms of going forward. Um, you know, they probably do need to keep a, a veteran leader to, to help out with some mentoring and whatnot there too, but uh, I think it's time for them to also, after the season, probably move on from Chauncey Billups. It's going to seem unfair a bit, but, you know, he's had a good solid two years. I believe this will be the third year. So, you know, I, I think originally the idea was to have Lillard around and Billups experience and all that kind of stuff. But I think at this point, um, you probably need a coach that's a little more of a developer uh, rather than somebody who's probably good at the plays and things like that. Uh, so good, get a good solid young coach at the end of the year. Uh, and then just give, and they are already doing this, but give young guys playing times, Jabari Walker, Chris Murray, some others uh, that maybe are still kind of on the bench a little bit, especially if you can trade some, some guys off and go ahead and just, just get their experience, you know, pretty much follow like the Timberwolves and uh, Thunders plans for what they did the last like two years and just, you know, just keep rolling with that, build that up. Uh, Trailblazers are going to, at this point, be a good two years out from anything. So uh, they just need to focus on that. And then, you know, when you're, if you're, if they make any trades, just focus on getting picks uh, and maybe one year type players that they can trade off and or good solid young players they can do for uh, a little bit longer core or something like that. But uh, yeah, just blow it up, move on, get ready basically for next season. Um, and then a team that needs to do everything they can to get back to winning it is Denver Nuggets. And I find it a little bit interesting that Nuggets aren't at the top of the standings right now, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon they do get to that point. They are currently in third. Um, they don't have a winning winning streak other than one game winning streak. Uh, the other teams that are above them, you know, Oklahoma's had four and Minnesota, I think has one, but they came off of a winning streak not too long ago. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Minnesota and Oklahoma city have a drop a little bit at some point, Denver get reclaims that number one spot. But for now, um, Denver is, is fine. They don't need to, 
push themselves all that hard just to grab the number one seed. It would be helpful, but it's not, I don't think it's all that necessary. And, you know, Nikola Jokic is still unbeatable, does everything. He ranks third in assists, 16, as of this recording, he ranks third in assists, 16th in points per game, fourth in rebounds per game, second in double-doubles, first in triple-doubles. I mean, it's like, wow, what what is this guy not doing, really? The only knock on Jokic is that he's not the best defender. Um, he can be had at times. So sometimes it's best to actually attack him, despite what his size looks like, um, you know, so you want to have guards that aren't afraid to drive it at them and, and take it up and, or pull that defense in and then be able to dish out. They have a strong core with Jamal Murray, Cobble Pope, Michael Porter, Jr. Aaron Gordon. I mean, it's got to be one of the more solid starting five in all of the NBA. Now their bench could still be a weak point, but playing well early in 2024. So, if their bench can continue to do that, I don't think they'll have any problems, but that wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the Nuggets try to make some sort of trade to solidify that bench. Uh, and then starting experience and coaching should still get this team to at least Western Conference Finals. They're the team I'd still peg as having there. Um, Timberwolves might eventually have something to say about that, um, but we'll see on that. Um and then they should be in good shape, barring any injury to, to Jokic. Uh, I think they could probably survive an injury to most of the other players. Maybe Jamal Murray uh, might be the other one that would be very detrimental to them if they had that injury. Um, or even uh, Porter Jr., an injury to him would, would be pretty bad too. But all in all, I think uh, Nuggets should still be there and – they may have to contend with the next team here, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they're doing great, but the question with the Minnesota Timberwolves is, are they a real contender? You know, are they a team that is going to really win this thing, or are they a team that's going to kind of flounder a bit once the pressure ramps up for uh, not only getting into the playoffs and seeding, but but playoffs as well? Um, it's, a, it's a pretty exciting team, though. I mean, you know, you got – Guy and Rudy Gobert, who's solid defense, you know, Carlson Towns actually gets to play his true uh, four spot or, you know, us old folks here like to mention, you know, the power forward spot, as we like to used to call it. But, you know, Towns can be a little bit more free floating center and be able to shoot and be able to get in space and all that kind of thing. Um they don't have a great small forward, but they have two capable small forwards and and uh, Jaden McDaniels and Kyle Anderson, and then Anthony Edwards, who's a little banged up right now, but I got Nicole Alexander Walker who can come in and do that. And then Conley, true point guard, a uh, guy that can score, but also uh, direct the offense the way it needs to go. And, you know, their bench is probably one of the better bench. Nas Reed, like I said, Kyle Anderson, Nicole Alexander Walker. Uh, they could probably use a good backup point guard, which, you know, if you were listening to the rest of this podcast already, you know, we were talking about the Trailblazers uh, blowing things up. And I think a guy like um, Malcolm Brogdon would make a lot of sense for the Timberwolves, backup point guard, backup score. Um, that could really help out there. And again, experience too with his playoff experiences as well. Uh, the thing about the Timberwolves too is um, I think they're doing so good right now that, 
they just need to be careful of not putting the cart before the horse. You know, they need to be careful of, of not thinking so far ahead that they lose focus. I think it'd be really important for this team to get a number one seed if they could stay ahead of Denver that way and the Thunder. Um, I think it'd be really important for the Timberwolves to do that. Um, I think going to other places, you know, Oklahoma City, Nuggets would be much harder on them. They do need, like I said, a little better offensive bench help, somebody like Brogdon, um, you know, to come in there and score, maybe even like a Gordon Hayward, something like that, that can be a starter, but could also be a good six-man kind of person. Um, <clears throat> so that's probably the one thing they, they do need. And they just need to stay focused on the mission of winning it all and be ready for a letdown. I mean, again, I think this is a real solid starting roster, uh, good bench, but it's kind of like the Thunder. I'm not sure the experience is all just there yet. They've they've gotten in there in the playoffs and they've done some some things, but I feel like they kind of need to hit that uh, Western Conference Final before they'll really win it. And uh, we'll see. I I think is a very good chance they could end up there as well too, based on all their talent. So, uh, but again, are they real contenders? It's too early to tell. Uh, right now, the record says they are. Uh, the way their starters have been playing says they are. But we all, as all of us know, uh, veteran NBA fans know, it, things ramp up toward the end of the season, and will they still be that high when it comes around? Uh, but we'll see. But. That's our five NBA teams today, and uh, that's all for this podcast. So stay tuned to Just Sports as we'll be doing an episode on college basketball soon, talking about some of the teams there that are highly ranked and where where they're going and how they're doing and all that. And remember, you can get the Just Sports podcast on RedCircle.com, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. Thank you all for listening. Now go out and be the best sport that you can be.